selling drugs is just as addictive yeah. as, as using them. I, I got the life that I wanted as far as like money, taking trips and having nice things. Yeah, it lasted like a couple years. The next thing you know, I'm back in prison. Welcome back to another episode of the Circle of Success Podcast. I'm your host, Stanley K. Harvey, and what we bring to the table is firm people with amazing conversations that possibly can change your life. And with that being said, I'm in the building today with... Nikki HG. And the lady we have on the show with us today, she's beyond a day-to-day person. She survived through a lifestyle that a lot of people would never make it through, but she heard to tell her story about it. And she's a mother, she's a fighter, she's a hustler. And can you introduce yourself? My name's Anishika Ward. Anishika Ward. How you doing today, Anishika Ward? I'm well. How are you doing today, Stanley? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing great. Thanks for coming down here. We definitely appreciate this. And um I guess especially breaking through this weather, this is a cool thing to do. And and I, like I told you earlier, our idea of doing this is uh, giving back to us, giving back to the city, giving back to the younger city kids that never got the information we have as because what we went through, we got a lot to talk about or we got enough that can get you through the situations you're going through. So that's what I want to talk about today. And I know your story is a good story and uh, you've been through a lot and you got a lot to talk about. So we definitely appreciate you coming. And how was y'all snow days? Like, did y'all enjoy y'all snow days? I was in a house three days too long, looking at the same faces. Third <laughs> day, it's time to break out. No, I was in the house chilling. Me and little blue. So you saw I, uh, <laughs> I put the bucket <laughs> by the the, the uh, window. Dang, like he outside. Yeah, in the snow. <laughs> had, his, had his little skull cap on with his coat. He, he was doing a great job eating the snow. What about yours? What you do? Went to work. In the snow? Yes. Within the, the oh, wow. two days that was shut down? Yeah, I went to work. Wow. Yeah, because I just uh, recently had a surgery, and I was down for like four months. Oh, okay. And uh, it was just no way I'm, I was sitting in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so you had the cabin fever when everybody was looking to get out the house. Right. Looking to sit in the house. You're like, yeah, I'm going to get up out the house. Yeah, oh, I can go to work. Sit, <laughs> <laughs> y'all. Right. So you off, what, you, you work today or you was off today? I'm off on weekends. Oh, you are. So now you're just back, like, as soon as Monday come, you're like, I'm back out the house. Yep. <laughs> That's a good thing. But, okay, I'm going to get started. We're going to get right into it, and we're going to just talk about everything we could talk about. And, like at the, and the way we do it before we wrap everything up, we make sure we have the gems to get everybody that can use our information. So with that being said, with Miss Ward, how did you grow up and where did you grow up? Uh... How did I grow up? Well, I grew up on the north side, uh, the Water Tower area. And okay. uh, I would say I grew up pretty rough. Yeah. 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 I would say I grew up pretty rough, but I, I have to say, like, my mom was, like, one of the sweetest people okay. that I know. So I had my mom and my dad in my life growing up as a kid. I had a lot of male cousins. Okay. And uh, I had really good friends, like old Nikki HG over here. Oh, HG. So, like, I, I did have love growing up, but just in the area that I grew up in, it was it was kind of rough. So you you had to be a fighter. Okay. And then where you grew up, we grew up with Blur. We was off Blur. You say you was about a water tower. Where you was at? On 20th. 20th. Oh, yeah. 20th. Yeah. Okay. You grew up on, y'all well, lived we grew on, up on John. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we moved on Blur. Yeah, yeah, yeah y'all lived on, on 20th too. 
Peggy. No, we ain't live on 20th. Peggy did. Y'all did live on 20th. The other end. Linton. Oh, Linton. We lived on 20th and Linton, right? Mm-mm. Linton nah. and Blur. Yeah, we lived on. I mean, Linton and what I, is this? I don't remember that, but I know we we lived on the other side of Blur. We lived on both sides of Blur. Linton and Blur. Well, maybe that was a Blur. Mm-hmm. I remember we used to walk. No, nah, Linton and DeSoto. We it lived was right Blur. Well, but DeSoto was down the street from Linton when we lived on Linton. Yeah, we didn't live off 20th, though. But. We moved so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I think we the only kids that probably went to a different school every year. Every year. From kindergarten all the way out of school. <laughs> For me, all the school. <laughs> she been out of school. That would have been kind of fun, though. No. Nah. What you mean? No stability. Yeah. You can't even connect yeah. with. Nah. Hey, I guess, though, you when you look back, you know, that's pretty much how we stop hanging out. Because yeah. we moved, you know, so, but you could look back at it and be thinking like, man, you know, it could have saved my life, yeah. you know, took yeah. me in a different direction, you know, Definitely. so sometimes the dysfunction, I think we talked about that on another show, you know, what seems like to be, be dysfunction can be helpful along the road when you think about it and you look at it, so. Yeah, I think growing up, it, it, it throw you off with dealing with people, like, for, for us moving like that often, I, I'm, I don't tie in with a lot of people, because I think everywhere we moved, I was so used to a broken relationship with people, so it right. it didn't make sense to uh, connect. But other than that, how was your parents growing up? Um, my father was really strict. Okay. Like every time he would pull up in the neighborhood, all the kids would just run. <laughs> they like, here come Mr. Phil, because he talked too much, and uh, all he want to talk about is, uh, you know, he thought he was a philosopher or whatever, so he want to <laughs> talk about what Aristotle said and how's your grades and you know all this crap or whatever. So. Uh, I had that, but then, like, I had my mom, who was really, really sweet. Yeah. And used to let me get away with murder. Oh, that's what that is. <laughs> yeah. So, did your father live with y'all, or how did that No, work? my father didn't live with us, but okay. he came over my house, like, every day. And talking to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody was like, hey, here come my father, run. Right. But then, when it was report card time, it's like, hey, here come Mr. Phil. Everybody want to stand out there and get oh, a couple yeah. of dollars. Oh, that's <laughs> what he did. He yeah. Congratulated y'all. Here y'all go. I did great. And so uh, I had a brother and a sister. They're mm-hmm. both deceased now. So uh, okay, sorry to hear that. I grew up with a lot of anxiety because my sister had a disease called cystic fibrosis. Okay. So her lungs would collapse like at least once or twice a week. Her lungs would collapse. So we shared a room. So I would be sitting, you know, in the room, sleep with her. Yeah. And then she would go into one of these panic attacks or uh, her lungs would collapse or something. So it was just like, you know, being in there every night, it's just like, man, you never know when it's going to happen. Yeah. So. I just always, like, was on edge. Yeah, and yeah. Just, younger like, or older sister? Uh, she was an older sister. Okay. Yeah, she So was that had to be sister. hard for you for being younger anyway, right? Yes. So I grew up with, like, a lot of anxiety. And, uh, you know, but, you know, you think those things are normal then. Yeah. It's just yeah. like, oh, you know, th- this ain't nothing, but it's like you, you run around here, like, you know, breathing hard and panicking out of nowhere. Yeah. And you're like, what's going on? I'm a weirdo, you know? So. Yeah. So how long did y'all stay over in that area? Uh, we stayed in that area. Um, I started off on college and quarter. That's where I was born at in 1980. So in 85, my mom moved on 20th, yeah. uh, what they call the dub. So, uh, my mom stayed over there for forever, but I ended up getting in some trouble at age 15. So I pretty much grew up over there until I turned 15. Okay. All right. So did you, did you go to school? Did you finish school? What school you went to? Uh, yeah, I went to school. I went to Elliott School, uh, Blewett, Turner Middle, uh, William, Jateman, 
So, <laughs> to a lot of schools too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So all this was in that same area, like the same house. You went to all them different schools. Yes. Is that because you was getting in trouble? Yeah, I was getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Dang, that's, so yeah. what about so which high school you went to? Did I you, went to Vashon High School. Oh, you went to Vashon. So yeah, was from that Vashon High School? I went to prison. Oh. So I guess you can kind of call that the school to prison pipeline. Uh, Vashon. So which grade did you get to before uh, all that happened? Like freshman year. Dang. So after freshman, you the situation happened with you. Freshman year it happened. Oh, okay. So was it like in the the beginning or within the end? Oh, uh, the beginning. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you got right. You know? Like right in August, right in the beginning, okay. it happened, and then I stayed out. Um, you know, for a while. I was out on bond for a while, so I stayed out for like a year. Okay. And before I could start sophomore, I went away. Okay. So how did that help? Like within, within everything happening, did did it was did it shake you up? Like within that time, did within everything happening, because that had to be fast. When you get right to high school, then you take off. Did that kind of throw you me off mentally? It it definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Both of y'all phones here <laughs> rocking. <laughs> Yes, it, it definitely threw me off mentally because it's like, um, it's just like, man, you got to, you you already, you grew up in a bad neighborhood. And, yeah. and that's why I kind of like was tossed from school to school because yeah, yeah. it's like, you go to school, you got to like when, because I was goofy growing up. You know, okay. I want to crack jokes and laugh, but like people take you as a joke. So okay. it's like yeah. you, you go to these different schools, so you got to. Protect you gotta yourself be tough, and yeah. defend yourself. Right. So you, you got to be tough. So it was one of them things. And then when I went to prison. That's a different story, but um, initially I thought like, oh my God, I gotta, you know, I gotta really be tough and all this and that. Yeah. And you do have to to an extent, but I, I met like a lot of older ladies in there oh, that okay. uh, kind of like took me in as their daughter and you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really nice and like a bunch of big sisters and you know okay. stuff like that. So, so with the prison situation, do you want to talk about it or you don't want to talk about that? Uh, I feel like I'm healed from it, so we can definitely talk about it. Or even just kind of around it, like what happened? Like how did you find yourself in that situation? Oh, so um, I was 14 years old one summer, so uh, some girls I knew, they was like a few years older, yeah, like early 20s. Uh, they was like forming a girl gang. So one day I was uh, in my neighborhood and I was bored. So uh, I had heard about it, but I'm just like, oh, I'm not interested, you know, because... I was already YPGL. Right. Well, we used to just like go around dancing against other girls. Okay. That was okay. our thing, you yeah, know. Yeah. So uh, you know, I already had that going on or whatever, but like these girls was like uh, you know, on some other stuff. So I was bored one day. Okay. And they was like, hey, come and come and hang out with us. And I'm like, mm, I'm bored, okay. So uh we went to the Galleria Mall. And the thing was that you had to, like, rob somebody to get uh, mm. initiated in, you okay. know, to be considered, like, real cool and yeah, tough yeah, and all yeah, that. Yeah. So we went and we did it. And then 30 days later, uh, one of the girls had used the phone. Uh, the girls had a cell phone. One of the girls took the cell phone and used it, and that's how we end up getting. And this was early 90s? Yeah, it was uh, early 90s. It was actually, like, August. It was, like, August 94. And they had a cell phone then? Yeah, yeah it was doing a really, all right for back then, right? Really big cell phone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah coming out the 80 cell phones. Right. So uh, it was one of those things. So, okay, I, uh, we, and it's crazy because the, the, the deal was to, like, hang out with them and get initiated in the game. Yeah. But after that situation happened, like, we, we never hung out again. 
Dang, that's bad. 30 right? days later, we found ourselves, you know, in trouble and all that stuff. So yeah. um, I was detained by the police. I went to juvenile. Okay. But uh, I ended up being certified as an adult. Right. So that's how uh, the whole prison thing went. So how long was you in prison from that? Oh, I was in prison a really long time for like 12 years, nine months, and three days. I ain't, so so it, was, it had to be bigger than the cell phone then. Yeah, because it was a it was a robbery. Oh, so within yeah. that is fighting and. Oh uh, yeah, well a gun was pulled. Oh okay. So. Oh, it was real robbery. It wasn't yeah. a little kid running in there. My <laughs> no. mind like fourteen year old kid running and grabbing bags. No, it's right. It's real. Like yeah. Dang. So somebody told on you or the person used the phone. The the girl used the phone. She took the lady's phone and she used the phone. Okay. So they was able to trace the the phone call. Yeah yeah The person yeah, yeah. they called and they was like, well, such and such called me from this phone. And yeah yeah yeah. That's yeah. how it went. Dang. So. So once you took, once you, I ain't so 14, what you like, 26? I was 28. I, I actually went in when I was 15. It happened when I was 14, yeah. but uh, time. I stayed out on bond for a year. Okay. And then uh, by the time I turned 15, I ended up getting out at 28. 28. Mm -hmm. So how was it in like prison? Like what was you, what was you learning? Like, especially when you still young. So did anything kick in? Like I, I messed up and I should have. Tighten up this way, or was you still like young-minded? Like, well, I just was going. Did you was you learning as, as fast yeah, as that happened? Yeah, I, w I was learning, but at the same time, like I was still really young and really yeah. impressionable. So, like before I went, I didn't know how to steal or just uh, I didn't know how to cook drugs. And it's like you go to prison, but you oh, really you learn school. how to do more crime. You know what I'm saying? That's school where I really life. learned like criminal behavior. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I went to prison. So it's like you uh, go in, and I took like all the classes and played a lot of sports, read a lot of books and okay. stuff like that. So. Okay. And you said there was a lot of like females in there that was kind of helping mold you through. Was they like good mentors for you while you was in there? Was that a yes, good look for them? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's good. So they help you kind of get through the, the 12 years. 12. That was almost, is that, well, cause life considered what, 20? 25 then. 25. Yeah. Dang. So within that time, was you reaching back to your? Was your mom them still reaching out? Was your is your father them still like? Uh, my father ended up ended up passing away when I was seventeen. So um, he I'm passed away when I was that. seventeen. But like my mom, my family, my friends, uh, the man who owned the corner store in the neighborhood, like I had a lot of support. I did. Oh, okay, that ain't bad. Yeah, I had a lot of support. Uh, stayed on visits. Yeah. Um, you know, we could barbecue and have cookouts. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. like, we stay having cookouts. And you talking about there? Yeah, there. Oh, they would okay. let your family come and bring barbecue and oh, like, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. So, so that kind of helped your mind kind of get away from there at times, right? Yes. Was that often they let you do that, or how did how often they let you? Oh, uh, you do could that? do it like every weekend. Oh, yeah. Okay. So especially being 15, 16, that had to be okay for you. Yeah, like, honestly, kinda... then when I did time, it was more like a girls' camp. Oh, like we okay. used to skate, like yeah. we used to be able to order clothes from Victoria's Secrets, JC Penney's. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, just all that stuff. So it was, uh, it really wasn't that bad then. No, oh, okay. But like now, time is time. <laughs> <laughs> so what, go ahead. You think of um, like Nay at that time, don't you know? Like your mom at this point, because. Candy and Earl was gone at that point. Mm -hmm. So now she have three kids, two of them deceased, and her only baby left, and she's taken away for almost 15 years at 15 years old. Now, that's traumatic. Um, 
that's a lot to take in, you know. Um, and the fact that she's just still she's still here doing her thing, you know. Nate is a strong individual, yeah, she, man. She definitely like, is. That's a lot, you know. And so basically, at that point, I, I lost all three of my kids. You know, that's a tough situation. So did you have? Well, you didn't have a kid then. No, I didn't have a kid then. But I, I did all the time. And so, like, I, I went to cosmetology school. I okay. took all the classes, and I got out. And um, I couldn't find a good job. Okay. Like, my dad had left me some money and all that, but I was too busy taking trips, spending money, you know, because I was an adult. And uh, okay, at yeah. this time, I'm an adult. I got a little money, so I'm living my best life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't really thinking about starting a business or saving. Because yeah, the yeah, thing yeah. is, is that I think that, like, when, when when people, men or women, go to prison as, as teenagers, you get out, I feel like you're, you're still that kid. Mm -hmm. You're trying to catch up, too. Yeah, and it's like you're still that 18-year-old boy or that yeah, 15, 16-year-old yeah. girl. Yeah. So you have to, like, really, like, heal that kid. Yeah, yeah, that makes before sense. Before you could, like, really. And you have some people that get out, never go back and, and do well in most areas, like, as far as not ever going back. But then, like, yeah. they, they go through really bad relationships. And, okay. You know, just different things like that. So, uh, yeah, I got out, and you know, I, I had a lot of support, a lot of love, but uh, the people that were around me, like my cousins, they they was, you know, they had a lot of money, but okay. they wasn't getting the money the right way. So that that life was kind of appealing to me. So, yeah, yeah, that life always sexy. Yeah, it was appealing, and I couldn't find. I got a job making like eight dollars an hour. It's like I'm 28 years old. What am I gonna do with this? Yeah, you know, yeah. so. Uh, and I didn't have any, I wasn't business minded at the time. And I actually had enough money to start a business. And I actually had people that were offering me money to start a business, whatever I wanted to do. But I just didn't have the mindset. And another thing that I didn't have was God when I uh, went in the first time. Because, like, I um, called myself a Muslim before, you know, when I was young growing up. I studied uh, Islam and meditated with Buddha and all that stuff was good. I learned a lot of discipline from, from Islam and yeah. I learned how to meditate with Buddha and I read the Bhagavad Gita. You know, all that so stuff was cool. In, in, when you was there? Yeah, when I was in prison the first time. Yeah, all yeah. that stuff was cool, but like, uh, like in pursuit of spiritual awakening, it just wasn't it. Okay. It was cool to, okay, yeah, I'm disciplined. I know how to abstain from sex for three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's good. But, yeah. like, when it comes to, like, really healing and just that, that peace that you can only get from the one true living God. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have that. So I got out. And, um, like I said, that uh, that lifestyle was attractive to yeah, me. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I started making moves with my cousins because it's, like, $8. I can't do nothing with that. So uh, I ended up getting in trouble again, Stan. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so hold up before you do that so you you got out you so did your, your i don't want did your old dude pass while you was in jail? yeah my old dude passed while i was when i was 17 okay when i was doing state time okay. he died from a heart attack and you say he left you the money so when you got out mainly you're trying to catch up with everybody everybody already lived a life and they explaining what they done so you all like oh i'm gonna catch up i'm gonna get right back in and enjoy it like everybody else but then you realize the job wasn't working for you. So you're like, you know something, I can't do this. My people over here doing all right for themselves. And that's how that introduced to, that's what introduced you to dealing with your family like that. Yeah. So where did that go? How did that, how long did that last? How, 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 what type of lifestyle did you get to live out of that situation when you was living? Um, I got the life that I wanted as far as like money, taking trips and having nice things and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Was that fulfilling for you? Or at the time you still trying to catch up, was it? good to do or did you get tired of it after a while like that lifestyle 
Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't really get tired of it then. <laughs> <laughs> because I liked it the yeah. the life that it. I, I like what came with it, so I didn't yeah, really yeah. get tired. Uh, but you know, like in, in retrospect, when you look back, you was like, man, it wasn't worth it. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, and where it took your life. Right. Yeah. And by this time, I had a kid. Okay. So. Uh, by this time, I had a kid, so uh, that lifestyle lasted for like maybe a couple years. Yeah, that lifestyle don't last that long. Anyway. Yeah, it lasted like a couple years. The next thing you know, I'm back in prison, but this time uh, it was federal prison. Mm. So I have a 15 month. Um, my kid was 15 months at the time, and uh, that was like the hardest thing ever. Okay, that so was like separate that, with your kid. Yeah, because yeah. like although I knew my mom, like she was in good hands with your sister. Yeah, yeah. Helped my mom so much, and um, and my mom a really good person, protective, you know, clean, you know, make sure my kid went to school and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. She gave her too much cake and candy. I didn't <laughs> like that. <laughs> but outside of that, she did a really good job. But still, just as a mother, I was I was very sick. Mm, yeah. I was I was very sick. So just like a lot of things that I did uh, the first time, the second time I just couldn't do it. So how long was you in the feds? How did how long you was there? I ended up doing like close to five years in the feds. Okay, so you you almost did, you almost done that life from the first time to yeah. the second time. I want to say I served like a total of eighteen years. Dang. So when you was either in either or, like what books you was reading? Like what was you what was keeping you growing? Because you can't you real like knowledgeable when you carry yourself real nice. You know a lot of people will be stuck back at fifteen. He's like you figured out you figured your way out of keep growing from 15 so what books you was reading or how was you carrying your, or, or what was the was it the people you was around helping you grow like that i gotta say this uh i still feel 15. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well not like so much mentally though but like in my mind i'd be thinking like i'm i'm still young like oh, yeah. i can still get on this tennis court or this racquetball court <laughs> to kill you you know what i'm so saying i got so, the energy yeah like in that respect i still feel really young but uh i would have to say like it was uh, you asked me about the books that I was reading? Yeah, yeah, the, something that, that was developing you. That's what I'm saying, because you still carry yourself like you're doing great for yourself. You ain't let, the, you ain't let that hold you down. Uh, I read, like, all kind of books. I read a lot of books. Uh, like, I, I used to be on a real spiritual kick. Like, I, I read a lot of, uh, I used to study this book called, like, The World's, uh, I want to think it was called, like, The World's, 100 religions or however 300 okay. religions or whatever like I, I stay reading those kind of books um like I, I learned how to meditate and I actually learned how to meditate when I grew up with my sister mm -hmm. and I had anxiety real bad so okay. I started going to see a therapist and they teach you how to uh, take deep breaths and then that turned into meditation you know just to keep calm and stuff like that yeah so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that makes sense I read all kind of books but one like we, we, we had a book club at one point and uh like them hood books really didn't do much for me. Like I read a few of them, yeah. but it's just like that's that's not appealing. I grew up ducking, you know. Yeah. I grew up sitting on my porch and they'd come by and do a drive by. And yeah, everybody yeah. break out and run, and then when it's over, we go back and sit there. You know. Yeah, I, know I was messed that. up like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? I understand that. Yeah, so um, like those kind of books didn't appeal to me. Uh, I would have to say that like God just had His hand over my life for mm -hmm. real. There you go. So. And I, I met some really great people. Yeah. You know, but. Uh, and that's that's that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I don't want to say that, but I don't want to say nothing wrong, but usually the feds probably have a little more, like, more clever people. Nobody want to go to jail. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, mentally, if you're in the feds, you've done something a little more than just going to jail, you know? Yeah, like, I met a lot of, uh, 
Yeah, you you definitely meet some people. Like I met a lot of millionaires, yeah. and there was this one lady over there. Her name was Miss Cross. Uh, she was an older white lady. We used to meditate and do yoga and stuff together, okay. and and I learned a lot from her. She was a Christian, uh, like she was like Oprah. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she she was that person. So like um, we kind of like hung out and stuff. You meet some really brilliant people. Yeah, and. Um, I mean, you meet people with their own clinics, art museums. Like, you, you do meet some brilliant people, but the difference between the state and the feds is that, like, with the state, like, we're all from Missouri. Yeah. So, so we'll see each other again. So we're going to be a little more kinder to each other because I got to see you when we get out, Nikki. You know, so it was just, like, more love in the state. But, like, in the feds, like, you got somebody from Timbuktu, uh, okay. uh, somebody from Brazil, somebody yeah. from Miami. I'm from Missouri. So it really wasn't. No yeah. love. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, people respect each other to an extent, but just, like, uh, that, that was the difference. Okay. So, what was they in there for? Like, was they in there for the same thing? Or I mean, I'm sure a lot of them went in there for the situation you was in. What it was, like, white-collar crimes and stuff like that? Uh, you had people in there for, like, one lady I knew. Uh, we used to do a class called Anatomy of the Spirit. Um, she was a Colombian lady. So she was in there for, she had a AIDS, a clinic. She had her own clinic. It was an AIDS clinic. And uh, she was diluting the medication. And she oh, yeah. made like $25 million doing that. Oh, and yeah. so like you, they, you have people in there for. Some real reasons. Some real stuff. And it's just so crazy because I was in there for something pretty horrific. But when I found that out, I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I felt like she was an awful person. That was my girl, though. But I'm like, girl, how awful can you be? These people are already dying. You right. know, <laughs> you gonna take they yeah. You gonna water their meds down? But you know, I'm sitting here thinking as you're talking, like how we grew up together and we ran together and we thought, like you said, the YPGL and we did all of these things, and then life take us for a turn. You go this direction, I go this direction, just like we was talking about moving. But I can say in my life, I, when I look back, I could say, oh, I feel like I was in prison. The difference was I wasn't behind bars. But when you don't have identity, see, th this is what's crazy. I'm listening to you, and I know what kind of mom Nate was and the love that you had. So you come from a home like this, but you make some bad choices. So I come from this home, not realizing what love is. And I made different choices. The difference is you went behind bars at a team. I had a kid at a team. So both those situations turned our lives in different orders. But when I look at it, I'm like, I was imprisoned in my mind because I didn't have that identity, because I didn't know love. So having a kid is how I found love how I understood love, but I still did things out of order, having a kid, you know, mm -hmm. or becoming a mom at that age. So we can learn things from, because I don't feel like prison is just behind bars. It's people walking, yeah, we're walking freely daily in our minds. We imprisoned in our minds. And I want to add to that, you're so right, because like even, uh in prison, and even when I got out of prison, I still felt like I was in prison, if that makes sense. So for me, what I had to do is like, man, because I, I made some really bad choices, and it's like, man, I'm effed up. So I had to like literally start, and I still do it now, not as much anymore, because I feel like pff, I'm good, and, and 
like I just made too many bad choices to keep doing it. But like I had to pray over my mind every day, like several times a day. I I had to pray over my mind, like yeah, all the time. Cause what you was used to. Yeah. And it's a fight to try to regain a new new thought process. Cause when you get back out and they put you, because change is the environment. And if you come back to the same environment, no matter, it's easy for me to think in my mind, like I'm not, I'm changing because I'm not in this environment. But the minute that I'm put back into this environment, those habits going to flood our mind over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. because it's the environment that brings that desire or that pressure on. Mm -hmm. I didn't even really have habits. I like the, when I I got out the first time, I, you know, I, I call myself selling drugs, so. Like, uh, that, that wasn't a, it wasn't a habit the first time. It was just something I tried, and it's like, oh, I, I liked it. But when I, the second time, it was like a real fight to, like, not do that. Because the first time, it's just something, okay, I tried. But the second time, it's like, I did this. I know what it brings, mm. you know, on both ends of the spectrum, the good and the bad. I know the yeah, money it yeah, brings yeah. and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like uh, that second time, it, that's, that's where the fight came in at. Because it's like you... Uh, Selling drugs is just as addictive yeah, as, yeah, yeah. as using them. Like, yeah, I've never yeah. tried drugs as far as using them, but I sold them, and, it, and it's really addictive. So yeah, Trying to adjust to a regular life after that fast money kick in. Yes, and even after all that time I did, some days when I, and, and the second time I got out, I did get blessed with a really decent job, but it's like, man, I know this person, and I can do X, Y, Z. And, and, like, I used to have to really, like, put my hand over my big old head and just start <laughs> praying because... Yeah. Cause you look for that sh- quick shortcut, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 a struggle. So one thing, like, what would you tell your younger self then? From what you went through, what would you tell your younger self? What would I tell my younger self? Um, I, I definitely would like, but believe in my younger self a little more. Cause even though like I, I did have love and stuff like that. And that's good, but, like, and love from your family and stuff is good, but, like, when you just, when you don't know God and just have that real, that real godly, that real godly love and, yeah. and what God thinks about you, I would have definitely, like, my cousins, uh, Nikki, like, we 16, 17, younger, I would have definitely uh, walked with God. Yeah. Like, first and foremost, because I feel like that's that's the best thing in life. Okay. Like, you can get the money, you can get the power, you know, you you cute. You got that booty, all that stuff, but like, don't nothing um, compare or like really getting to know God. Okay. And, and really getting to know what God think of you. Okay. So. And I think he's so dope the way how we never lost contact, how he kept me in your life all through the process of locked up. And then when you get out and you had his kid, and I get the opportunity to help your mom raise this kid. And exactly what you're talking about, being able to put that seat, take her to church, you know, do these things that you think back, you'd be like, God, you something else. Because it's all, when he said my, the steps of the righteous are ordered by him, like, it's no mistake. It's, it's not a coincidence. Like, And it's so crazy because, like, um, I was thinking about you the other day. I'm just like, me and this girl could not see each other for for months, years, but like every time we see each other, we talk like it's yeah. it's just still like that. Change. Yeah, I actually seen a post on Instagram and it was like, uh, you know, talking about your friends, people you know from way back when, and y'all don't see each other, but when y'all do, like everything just like really still all good. Yeah. So that's a good. I friend. would have to say you definitely that person in my life, though. 
So how did you get into the helping situation, right? Like, that's what you do now, right? Uh, that's what I was doing, like, as far as... Um, so I, when I got out on probation uh, with the feds, I was talking to my PO, and I was telling him that, like, uh, eventually I wanted to start, like, uh, you know, reaching out to people, sharing my story, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So he was like, oh, I know a lady that's doing that. And he gave me her information, and it just so happened I knew the lady. I did time with her. Okay. So uh, I started uh, going to the women's prison with her, facilitating classes and stuff like that. Okay. And then COVID happened, and, you know. Shut everything down. Yeah, all that stuff kind of came to an end. So, uh, and I really loved it. Yeah, that's, yeah. I really loved it. And, and, you know, I would be nervous and stuff, but... Uh, I mean, your sister talked about this, like me and Nikki HD talked a bit about this, but like now, because uh, you know, I got in trouble as a teen. So yeah. like my true passion is to, because like with, with grown women, it's like, okay, uh, they're already them. Yeah, that and, makes sense. Yeah, they're already them. I and mean, you can't impact them, have some kind of impact on them. But I feel like I'd rather uh, go after the people, the, the at-risk youth, yeah, you know, yeah. to get them before they can start selling their crack or yeah, yeah. smoking their crack or, or, you know, whatever it is, you know. yeah. That they're gonna do so, I'd rather do that. So, uh, you know, I have my kid, my daughter plays sports. So, okay, right now I'm back and forth sports and um, I work and I have a trucking company. So, now I'm just trying to build and like get my stuff together, yeah, yeah. And uh, in the near future, I want to be able to quit my job and then start, um, because I want to teach a class, I want to facilitate three classes, uh, for, for youth that yeah. are at risk, uh, I want to do an identity class so that they can know who they are and whose they are. Yeah. And a money smarts class because uh, I feel like if you know how to properly manage your money, you yeah. can you can make it. Yeah. Like for real. Yeah. And that's just something that's so important. People, we get money, or even if you just got a job, you know, just a regular paying job. But if you know how to budget your money, like you could probably live better than somebody that own a business because they may be a reckless uh, spender. So, and then also a uh, um, a communications class. And I'm not the best communicator, so I know that I have to do it myself, but I feel like that if children learn how to effectively communicate and, you know, know who you are and who's you are and, and know how to manage your money, I think that those are three tools that you can use in life and that can really help you. Cause, and I've like, been trying to push her off the bridge to start her own Yeah, her I, own I, I definitely plan on starting my own nonprofit, but, like, I got my own kid right now, and she got her stuff going on, and I have a job, you know, so that'll just be, like, spread myself too thin. So that's why, like, after uh, I start adding on more trucks, I plan to quit my job, and then I'll have time to do what I have to do with my kid. Okay. And then I'll have that extra time to um, to do what I really want to do. Because, like, honestly, that's uh, – and, you know, like, now my truck is doing okay, and I'm making pretty good money, but – and that's good. But, like, yeah. honestly, the um, the whole give back thing, that's the thing that I actually really love. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. what I love, you know. A passion. So, yeah, that's yeah. what I love. But So do you already have, like – I don't want to say a course, but you already have like a lineup of things you can like bring to them and present to them. And, or you kind of freestyle it when you go in and like, well, this is what I've done and this is what I can explain not to do. Is it like just at the top of your head or what to go with? Um, I just tell my story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's like, <laughs> can't go right. wrong with that one right there, baby. You're yeah. a cool story. Too. Yeah. It's definitely not cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> it comes through it, yeah, though, man. Right. That's, what I'm <laughs> That's why I said in the beginning, like, come on, man. Ain't nobody, a, reg, a man probably couldn't 
go through what you yeah. went through. Even at from 15, then you come back and then go through it again. Like, and then you come out and still get back on your thing. Come on. Yeah, that, that ain't nobody yourself. but God, though. <laughs> People don't understand that, right. man. Like, he be the one. <laughs> For real. I remember Stan used to go through that with me. He'd be like, man, you you did. When I be in a nonprofit, you know, when I was doing City Glamour in the school, same thing. That was my thing. At-risk teens, that's it. And it's even crazy, like, how we share the same things and live differently, ended up living differently, you know, when we thought we was crips and stuff out here. I <laughs> <laughs> would joke, yeah, oh, I she always want to give me a person like, Nikki, sign your son, sing your son, sing your son. What's our son, Nick? Girl, you know the song. <laughs> you Nigga, know the we drill. straight in the game, man. <laughs> man. That was funny. But yeah, the non-profit, I used to tell Stan, he'd be like, you, you doing this, you doing that. I'm like, I can't do it without God. He's like, it's you. I'm like, I can't do it without God, man. Like, man. knowing that, I not having that identity and understanding that somebody said, this is who I said you are. What? This is who I said you are. And you what? get that? And I, when I realized that and I gripped that, I'm like, come on. You couldn't tell me nothing after, after I found that identity. So now I'm like, I got to go back and snatch in it. I didn't have problem teens. My kids was never problem kids, but I had to give back because of my hurt, my pain, my disappointment, my insecurities. Let me go grab these, snatch these kids up and let them know you can be anything you want. I don't care where you came from. I don't care what somebody told you because those are things I heard. You would never be none. You would never amount to none. You would never make it. Those are things I heard. And I'm like, it just was something in me that was like, it's more. It's more. I could never get over that. And like I said, the best thing I could have ever done, and I'm not encouraging none of you young people this, but what's to have my child? To have my child, I, t I text my kids the other day, I'm like, if it wasn't for y'all, I don't know where I'd be. But because when I knew that I brought them to this earth and that it had to, I had to show them something different. I could not bring them up like I came up of nothing I seen in my family. So I had to make that sacrifice. But if, if, if it wasn't for them, where would I be? A kid would definitely do it. Uh, my kid told me the other day, she... Um told me to watch this movie and I'm like come on we're gonna watch a King Richard the Venus and Serena story oh yeah yeah it was so freaking well, we good are. so she was like yeah mom I put you on I put you on <laughs> I was like girl I put you on life she's my nah I'm really one I put you on because I made you change your life oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, good. that's right so I'm like okay <laughs> true but a kid will definitely do it because you have a kid and you just like man it, it make you pray more yeah. yeah just everything I don't care how much you out here thugging cripping come on whatever but when you start having them, them babies you just like because you you want the world to be good to your kid. Yeah, you know, I like that. you want the world to be good to your kid, so you try to put out like more good energy and yeah. and be kinder to people and you know stuff like that. And, and you do a whole lot of praying. I, I tell people that all the time. Like my friend today, she FaceTime me while she was down here, and she was like, "I know you just sit back and you so proud." And then I was driving, I was like, "I mean, you know," and she like, and I was like, "I mean," because you get, I get used to, you know, I'm like. I can't take it away. I'm like, God hand on my kids, period. And I'm used to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm used to it. And it's like, and, and some of that I do believe, like having that nonprofit and giving to so many young people, I'm like life giving back to my kids. And you know, like that came back to my kids. It like does. I sold that seed and they reaping it. And I'm cool with that, that my kids reap what I put into some, somebody else's kid. I'm cool with that. And it does. Yeah. So beyond that, like where do you see yourself within five to 10 years? In five to ten years, uh, I see myself definitely 
uh, my nonprofit. I'm gonna say five years, okay. even even sooner than five, like three years. Okay. Like the latest three years, uh, you know, my nonprofit Enlighten Me Free Ministries. Okay. And uh, I chose the name Enlighten Me Free. I call myself that on Instagram because uh, I feel like the more enlightenment you get about who you are, who's you are, and just you know different things like that. Yeah. The the, the freer we can get, you know, the freer we'll be. So. Um, I definitely plan to have my Enlighten Me Free Ministries going on and uh, a fleet of trucks. <laughs> <laughs> the trucks do all right if you get them right. Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, definitely a fleet of trucks and um, and just still walking with God and, you know, and, and aging and, and aging gracefully. Like, all the way across the board. And I don't mean just, uh, you know, looks. Kind of yeah. like your grandma. Like, your grandma was just such a beautiful person. And that lady aged just, she aged so gracefully. Yeah, her energy. And I ain't talk the energy, right? I ain't mm -hmm. even talking about because she was just pretty and, yeah. and looked really good. But just, like, the energy she put out into the, she was just so graceful and just. Had a beautiful energy. Yeah, just a beautiful spirit. Yeah. So, you know, because life can make you bitter. Mm -hmm. Life can make you bitter and. And, and and ugly sometimes, you know, and, and stuff happen in life, and yeah, it's enough sense. to make you just like, ugh, like not like people, yeah, yeah. you know, and um, so I definitely want to age gracefully. Okay, there you go. You on the right track? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna wrap it up, man. You got anything you want to say to the people? Anything you want to drop? Uh, uh I just want to say, believe in yourself. Okay. Believe in yourself and just like anything you want in your life, just keep God first and, and, and know that you're worthy of having those things. Because I think that's a big thing. A lot of times we, we, we want the freedom, you know, the, the peace, the, yeah. you know, just the, the stuff or whatever. But like a lot of times we don't even feel like we're worthy of having those things. Yeah. Or if you have them, you still don't care too much about them because you yeah. still ain't find the peace in yourself. Right. So it's just like that, that peace, that love, just, just whatever it is that you want, just know that you're worthy of it. Because okay. God said that you were worthy of it. Okay. And go for it. What about you, HG? You know how people say what you'll take back or what you'll change in your life? I won't change anything in my walk, you know? When I was young, I used to be like, wow, I wasn't raised with their family. You know, they got this, they got this money. If I, if I was raised with their family, with the money and life in order, I wouldn't have the compassion, the heart that I have for broken young people because I wouldn't be able to understand. But girl, hold up now, cause you didn't grow up. I mean, Peggy did her thing. You they guys had everything. We had a little British nights yeah. and I love her clothes. We kept on clean right. clothes. Cause but. back when I was skinny, I stayed in your closet. Peggy, right. I mean, yeah, we Peggy had our stuff on. I ain't taking it from Peggy, but you know what I mean. We came from poverty. We oh, yeah, came yeah. from the hood. We, you know, we was on the porch with you when they come back right. shoes. We run and come sit back down. So. Real, right. you know, but. Yeah, she did her thing, but you know how you see that and you you wish that you know like I wish I and I as an adult I'm like no I don't you know because you when you talk to people you find out they don't understand because they they couldn't walk a mile in these shoes they haven't ever seen nothing like that so I wouldn't take it back from having a kid early from none of that because again that's where I found the love at and that was my chase that was my place to change my life by having it having a kid you know um, so I wouldn't take back nothing i wouldn't take back nothing because i wouldn't be who i am if i didn't go through hell and back in life still pushing still going strong yeah <laughs> you are too crip <laughs> <laughs> i got to skin in my <laughs> okay like we said we was wrapping it up man i'm gonna leave y'all with these keys to success be resilient be bold and be a blessing till next time peace